Hey guys, it's Pastors Aaron and Terry Bagwell, and we wanted to say thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with a friend to keep others around you encouraged throughout the week. We hope you have a blessed day and enjoy the podcast. God bless you. You know, Christmas is something that just is so special for me. And I'm sure it's the same for you for so many reasons, right? We gather together with friends, with family throughout the entire season. We celebrate each other. We celebrate the love we have for each other. But there's something about thinking of our Savior and what this means, that he came to earth for you and for I, that God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him, would not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, on Christmas morning, I wanted to read to you out of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. And the Word of God says this. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, when I was a kid, I remember hearing this story and reading this scripture, never understanding gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, I'd hear frankincense and think of Frankenstein or something. I'd hear myrrh and have no idea what that was. Gold was the only reference I had, and the only thing I could think of was maybe a gold watch or something. And so the gifts that were given to Jesus, especially when I was younger, made no sense to me. But as I got older and I really developed my faith, I began to study these things, and I wanted to share with you the symbolism and the symbolic power of why these three gifts were given to Jesus and what that means to you and I today right now. First of all, the gold was given to Jesus as a gift for a king. Jesus was the king of kings, and this gift brought the understanding that this baby was not like any other man born on earth ever. Not then, not now. Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. Jesus is the seed of the Holy Spirit, the Son of God. And so as he came, he wasn't just a king He was called the king of kings because his kingdom reigns, not just in an earthly sense, but in eternal sense forever. The gold honored his lordship and kingship for you and for I. Isn't that awesome? That no matter what you're going through, there's a king reigning over it. No matter what even the earthly systems have to say, there's a king that is reigning over those systems. Even if you don't care for a political system or you don't like what's going on or a certain president or leader, it doesn't matter because there is a king that is over all of it and his name is Jesus and that gold represented and honored his lordship over all of our lives and for those who serve him. Because this life that we have on this earth is but for a moment, but there is a day coming for each and every one of us where we will breathe our last breath and we'll be in eternity. But the life we have on this earth is a blink of an eye is what the word says. And after that moment is over, you will be living and reigning with the king himself. You'll be in a place in heaven 
that he has allowed to you as a son or a daughter of God. Isn't that awesome? He's the king of kings. Then they brought him frankincense. Frankincense was a scent used in temple worship by the priests to cover the smell of the sacrifices. And so Jesus was not only the king of kings, but he was also called the great high priest. We can read about it in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. And it says this, For this reason he had to be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. No matter what you or I do, our actions could never atone our sins. There's nothing we can do to cover our own sins. But God had made a way, not just through the king of kings, but through the high priest called Jesus, the priest of priests. You see, in the Old Testament, the priests were the ones that did the sacrifices. They burned the bodies of these animals. They did these things to honor God. And the frankincense was a part of that ceremony, and that was a part of creating what the Bible says was a sweet-smelling incense in the nostrils of God. It, it drew his presence. But when you talk about the high priest of Jesus, not only did he come to do the same thing to cover us and to be there, to be a perfect sacrifice for us, but he was giving such an expression that not only was it an atonement or a covering of the sins, that his very sacrifice would wash away the sins for all eternity, for all humanity. It's an incredible thought that his love is that real and there for us. And the third gift was myrrh. Why myrrh? In Jesus' time, people used myrrh to embalm their dead. That sounds like a thoughtless gift for a baby, right? It's a weird gift, really, at, at the surface level. I mean, you think you come to a baby and you give them uh, something to embalm the dead with. It doesn't make Christmas seem very happy. It might seem more like something you'd see on Halloween or something, but it wasn't that at all because this was such an honoring gift because Jesus was the only person born to give his life by God. God chose Jesus. God sent his son Jesus so that he could actually live like us and then die a perfect death, sinless, something that you nor I could ever say because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but Jesus did not. Nobody took Jesus' life. He freely gave his life. John 3.16 was the first scripture I learned as a child in Sunday school, I remember they used to have um, these cool Bible characters on popsicle sticks, and they didn't you know, jump them around and stuff, and they would have this scripture, and the scripture, word by word, we would memorize it, and it goes like this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That scripture, if you don't know any other scripture, didn't memorize any scripture in the word but that one, let me tell you, it's one of the best ones you can memorize. To understand the heart of God, to understand that there is a law 
that there's a separation between us and God because God is holy and sin is not. And so sin separates us from God. So there is a great divide that we could never dwell in the presence of a perfect, holy, almighty God because our sin is impure and that impurity separates us. But God so loved us. He didn't leave us in that condition. He didn't leave us down and out to die in despair. He didn't leave us saying there's nothing we can do. And he's looking at us saying, you're right, there isn't anything you can do. No, he already prepared a way the moment that sin happened on this earth through Adam and through Eve. He immediately already began a plan of rescue through the Messiah. And his name is Jesus. So Christmas is an incredible day because it marks the moment where God said it's time for the Messiah to come. And you know what's so cool? That moment can happen right now for you or somebody you love or somebody who might be watching this video. Maybe you've never given your heart to Christ. Maybe you've never surrendered your heart like that to Jesus. Guess what? Christmas can happen for you right now. It's the moment the Messiah entered the earth in the natural. But let me tell you, Christmas is the moment he enters your heart right now. It's that moment where you say, I need to have that division, that separation that I'm feeling with God come together in unity right now. And so for just a moment, I want to say a prayer over you. And I want you to pray this with me right now. Would you join with me? Say, Lord Jesus, on this day, Christmas Day, I give my heart to you. Thank you for coming to this earth as God's son, living a perfect life, a sinless life for me. I've sinned. I've fallen short. But Jesus, I receive you. I thank you. You are the Messiah of not only some other people, but of my life. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer, God is just wrapping his arms around you right now. If you prayed that prayer, there is forgiveness for you through Jesus Christ. What's so awesome is his love is endless. And all he wants from us is to say, I love you too. God is so good. First, uh, in Colossians verse chapter 1, verse 27, it says, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. It is Christ in you. That mystery is Jesus Christ. And so we're thankful for it on Christmas morning. As you open those gifts up, remember, the greatest gift of all wasn't placed under a tree or given in a box with wrapping paper or all those things that are wonderful and good for us to do. But the greatest gift of all was the life of Jesus. And he wasn't under a tree, but he was hung on a tree called Calvary. It is the full expression of love. And that's why this morning on Christmas, I pray you just experience the love God desires, first of all, between him and you, and secondly, between you and your loved ones, wherever they may be in your life. God loves you. And this Christmas, I pray his greatest blessings on your life. You know, before we go today, I just want to say we are so 
excited about what God's getting ready to do in 2023. God has given us a vision in which we have called the year of 1000. And you know, for the last few uh, weeks, we have been praying and preparing an offering to give to God. In fact, we have these envelopes. We call them the year of 1000 year and offering. If you were at our Christmas Eve service last night, you probably gave one of these if that's how you chose to give it, or maybe you gave online. But if you haven't had a chance to do that yet, we encourage you to do so. We're taking this offering and we're giving it in several capacities. We're sowing it locally into the local church, but we're sowing it locally into local outreach opportunities. There have been families in needs that have come to us and expressed need. And so many of you have said, yes, I want to sow and be a blessing into that. We're also sowing it uh, into a new church plant in uh, San Diego. And we're also giving it to provide meals for starving children all over the world through the Expect Hope programs. What I'm getting at is we can't do any of this without you. And we want to say thank you. Now that it's Sunday, if you are a regular giver, please continue to do so and be faithful in that. Let's end this year strong. And let's make sure that all the vision God has given us can be um, quickly obtained as he's put it on our hearts to do. You know, the Lord is leading this vision, and I want to thank you today for you to continue to support everything that we do. So right there, wherever you're watching this, there will be a link or button. You can click donate if you have not done so already. And uh, we just want to say a prayer over you and over this offering and bless you and let you go on with your awesome Christmas day. But let's take this envelope and join with me in prayer. Father, I pray over every seed that's going to be sown. Father, I thank you. It's going to do the work of ministry, not only here, but around the world. Lord, what a blessing it is to, Lord, serve you, to be used by you, and, Lord, to use the gifts you have given us and sow them back into your kingdom. So today, as we give today, Father, whether it's online or we're mailing in to the office or whatever it might be, Father, I thank you that however the gifts come, they're going to be put to use. I thank you for this year of 1,000 year and offering. Lord, I thank you that it will hit our goal and supersede it so that we can do all that you've put in our hearts to do. And so, Lord, today, bless every person who's giving. Touch them right where they're at. And, Lord, just let them know that, Lord, you are with them. You're taking care of their needs. And I pray that, Lord, your great blessing just pours upon their life because of it. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you guys. We hope you have an incredible rest of your day. And don't forget that on New Year's Day, Sunday, this coming Sunday, one week from today, we're going to be in the house having church. What better way to start your new year than being in the house of God on Sunday morning on New Year's Day? We invite you. Put it in your calendars. Invite your family and friends if they're in town. And let's just have an amazing day of vision. We're going to pray for prayer requests. We're going to just have time to just set our thoughts and our focus on what the Lord wants to do in this year of 1000 right here at the church and in your life. Well, that's all I got for you today from Terry and I and our whole family. We love you. God bless you. And we pray you have an amazing holiday season and Christmas season. God bless you. Thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow to stay up to date in everything we're doing at Expect Hope. We hope this podcast encouraged you and that it will help you through any trials you may be going through. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed rest of your week.